And we're back with the first ever video, but still normal audio podcast for Across the Board. Uh, like I said, we're joined by John Kaufman, as always. Now you guys can see him, the mysterious Woo-hoo! stranger. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, this is our first one, obviously. So we're going to walk the ropes of trying to remember this is on video. Hopefully we're doing the video part right. This is 22 and can't figure out technology. And still getting you guys on the audio make sure you don't miss out on anything today like i said we're doing a browns mock draft we're gonna play we're gonna show my screen so you can see what we're doing uh john and i were basically geniuses so you're gonna want to know but first speaking of geniuses i am not one but i did go three and zero last night if you listen to my best bets for the nba uh i have bad nights i have addressed those but last night was a good night, and if you go to Bavada, and you go to our website, atbsports.net, which you can see right now if you're watching, and you click on this little, not little, it's freaking massive, it takes up the whole screen, you click on it, it'll take you to this nice little thing, you'll be like, what? Pops up, says Jason has referred you, that's my dad, because I already had an account, so I had to set it up that way, thank you, dad. Um, <laughs> way to go, dad, way to go. But you'll get 50% bonus on your first deposit. That is free money. You deposit 100 bucks, you get 150 bucks. Go willy-nilly. Spend it all in one bet. I don't care what you do. Wait a but, second. Uh, if I use this code and I put money in, I just get free money? You get free money, John. Free money for free. Free money for free. And then wow. you listen to if you listen to us talk when we do our yeah. best bet shows, Yeah. you get more free money. What? Yeah. Wow. More free money. How could this seems like the best deal ever? Yes. Uh, I would say it sounds too good to be true, but I know it to be true. So it sounds just good enough to be perfect. Yeah. And I want to give a quick shout out. I'm going to move the webcam. Hopefully this doesn't go ass backwards. I don't know how well you guys can see that. It is a dog pound thing that my sister made. It's hard to see with the lights off. But um, when the lights... When the actual lights are on, it's a uh, it's the dog pound with the uh, with Swagger's face. She made that in IT because she is better with tools than I am. Awesome, That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Sierra. But John, without further ado, first of all, we we should start doing some more best bets pods. Those were fun. Those were yep. fun. But yep, can't wait. We are here to bring the glorious fans a Browns mock draft. We've been away from the Browns for a little too long, and I think people are they're, they're missing out on it, which we will be joined by Brendan Leister next week and maybe another Cleveland special guest. Uh, but we'll be talking about free agency with them. That'll be awesome. Yeah, we got some cool stuff coming, man. We got Brendan Leister coming on the pod to talk about free agency. Uh, we're going to get that one out just before NFL free agency starts. So we'll be recording during the legal tampering period. So hopefully there'll be some inkling, some news, a uh, little – you know, teams are dropping hints or whatever, um, but that'll be good. And then um, the day before that, Chandler, we uh, obviously you and I are going to record uh, a how to win your March Madness pool podcast. So yep. uh, that's going to be great because there are a few simple things that everybody can do to instantly improve their uh, chances to win their pool. And um, we're going to fill you in on that. So, um, yeah, big week coming up. This is exciting. Now you see why I've surrounded myself by John. Surround yourself with smarter people than yourself. It really helps people. It helps you keep you on your toes. Um, And we will be doing that, hopefully, I haven't asked John this, but 
Hopefully, we'll be starting to do all these in video. It's I, I've already noticed we've been doing this for five minutes, and it's so much easier to talk. Like, yeah. I know when you want – it's so much easier. When I'm and it's easier to, to stay something. focused. Yeah, like when no, I'm no. talking too much, and you're probably just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> hey, John, I'm sorry. You gave me a little subtle cue. You want to talk? Oh, yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> it's my turn. All right. <laughs> Without further ado – um. You ready to get this thing going? Yeah, man. This is really cool. Uh, we've been talking about this one for a minute, but, uh, yep, I'm really excited. Let's do a uh, – this will be our uh, first official Cleveland Browns seven-round mock draft. So let's do it, man. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick – we'll just give a quick rundown of who was picked. It's pretty chalk. Except for Isaiah Simmons went there. Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Chase Young to the Skins. Isaiah Simmons to the Lions. Tristan Wirfs wow. to the Giants. Are you kidding me? I want to restart this. God damn it. Worfs went to the Tristan. Giants. They're supposed to take oh, Mackay well. Becton. What's up with that? We'll get Mackay Becton went to the Dolphins. That'll be the most overpicked wow. player of all time. I'm sorry. Combine doesn't make you great. Look at the tape. Tua went to the Chargers. I like that. Akuda went to the Panthers. That's a wasted pl- that's a wasted player going to a team that won't be good for a while. Um CD Lamb went to the Cardinals. I freaking love that pick. Derek Brown went to the Jaguars. I love it for the Jags. Hate it for Derek Brown. Poor soul. John, we're up at number 10. I think we should go quarterback. Yeah. I'm tired of the midget. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That man is back in yes. ESPN Cleveland. Love it. And we're yep. not. That sucks. Um, no, so, obviously, at number 10, the first person that comes to mind is Andrew Thomas. I think probably the most overlooked prospect of this class. He's just he is he has absolutely zero flaws. Highest graded PFF tackle in college history. I believe I might be making that up, but I know he was the highest graded the past two seasons for them. And like he just has absolutely no flaws. Uh, I like him more than Jedrick Wills, to be honest. I like Jedrick Wills athleticism it's more fun he's more fun to watch but i really do think aside from the name andrew thomas could be the browns joe thomas anchoring down the left side for baker mayfield for years to come yeah um yeah i think the one thing uh, when we covered offensive line prospects um you know uh, i did mention that wills is a uh jedrick wills is a right tackle and I guess one thing I omitted, I should have said, is that they they asked him to play right tackle because Tua is left-handed. And so Tua's blind side is the right tackle side, not the left tackle side. And That's so cool knowledge. it's definitely one thing that, um, you know, it, it's it's a factor. Like, it's not like he, you know, I made it seem like he's a right tackle and that's all he's ever done. But they specifically said, hey, really, really good offensive lineman. Can you play right tackle because Tua is left-handed? So, you know, that is something he still has to switch. I mean, he still has to switch the position and, you know, is, you know, his stance is out of whack. Like he's got it, you know, now his left foot's back. Now he's got to worry about his left shoulder. Like it's still different, but I don't think this is someone that can't figure that out. So, yeah, um, at any rate, I, I do like Thomas better. Um, so obviously we're not doing any trading in this mock draft, of course. Um, no, it, if and you, future one. okay. If, um, if this really, you know, we're sitting here and we're Andrew Barry and this, you know, the draft falls exactly like this. Um, I mean, if somebody calls to, you know, hey, we really want Justin Herbert and, um, you know, we don't want, uh, 
I don't know, the Raiders to take him at 12 or the Colts to take him at 13. Um, you know, what do you, I mean, if you could drop back to, I don't know, 14, let's say it's. I, I think even 18 is a, 18 is a possible place with the Dolphins. So, too. and that's probably like the extent of it. Um, like yeah, if I'm really considering falling back, like I, you know, um, no, well, the teams behind that could come up, but I'm saying if you're the Browns, like, you know, essentially what does your board look like, right? Like who are the guys that you're, if we do trade back, you know, we better end up with, you know, this guy or whatever, because if we don't, then we're really in trouble. Um, and you know, for me that like Xavier McKinney, um, is, would be the target. Like if I were trading down, it's because I don't necessarily think I want to take McKinney at 10, but I do really like him. He's definitely a first round talent. And, you know, I know I can maximize value there. I can, you know, trade back a few spots, pick up an extra pick somewhere and then still get my guy. Um, get winners when you can. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's, it's a position of need. He is fantastic. We haven't done cornerbacks and safeties yet. That's coming up, but man, I can't wait to talk about him. So, um, but since we're staying put at this pick, um, yeah, I mean, is there even anyone else to entertain? Like, no, I mean, obviously Wills, uh, I, I even think CJ Henderson, I guess could be entertained. Andrew Thomas, McKinney, uh, even Fulton, honestly, but I just, I, Jedrick Wills, his play style is so intriguing with Nick Chubb and that, you know, that heavy zone offense. But Andrew Thomas, for me, just, he, I, he has the ability to play in that zone scheme, but he also has the ability to, to really anchor down and pass block, which I think that Jedrick Wills is missing from his game. He doesn't have, we didn't see at an extent that ability to just anchor down and pass block. Mm. You know, Tua was, Tua was very mobile, and they asked him, Jedrick Wills, to do what he was best at. Jedrick Wills is best out in space, on the run, moving, hitting, I mean, just not even hitting people, annihilating people. I'm not saying he can't do that, but I, I guess I saw Andrew Thomas do it so much with Jake Fromm sitting back there that I like Andrew Thomas better in this situation. But, yep. I mean, if both are gone, Jedrick Wills is not like, you know, some... I guess we'll take him. You know, he's a legitimate choice. Um, Caleb on Chason is the only other name that I think might, you know, being the Browns needing, you know, Olivier Vernon was obviously a disaster. So <clears throat> no, that's good. Tell me what you think. You're not a uh, fan. Oh, I am a fan. I just, I, I, with, I think there are edge players later on in this draft. Yeah. That are good as well. Obviously he's a very good player. I just, the thought of taking an edge rusher with our current team sucks, but then you think, okay, well, Miles Garrett didn't play last year. You know, I don't think that'll rehappen. I don't think it will happen again, but it did happen. Um, and then obviously, Olivier Vernon hasn't played a full season in how long? So it's something you need to address. It's just uh, this team has more holes than you think, and doing one of these really makes you feel that way. But. Yeah. Are you good with taking Andrew Thomas at number 10? Yeah, Chase on was just a name to throw out just to see what you think. I, I don't think that's someone. And also, to be really, really honest with you, and we'll get into this more with Brendan Leister, I, I really hope, as we said before the pod, uh, I really hope that Eric Armstead is a target for them and that's you taking care of one of your, you know, your other edge rusher spot with him. 
uh, via free agency. So, but yep. So uh, I'm good in lieu of trading down or anything else. I think that Thomas, you come away with a left tackle. Um, not only that, but possibly the best one in the draft, uh, which bef- this is an, another before the combine. I think everybody had him at one basically. And now you have all these other, you know, wharfs went crazy and, and I like him. Don't get me wrong, but I like, I, you know, Thomas probably Andrew just the Thomas player. is the best tackle in the class. Yeah. So, yep, I'm good. Let's do it. All right, so we picked Andrew Thomas at 10. Okay. So now, right off the top, you know, you see people that pop off. You've got and you got Winfield Jr. obviously who has tied with Joe Wood, ties with Joe Woods. You have Grant Delpit, um a good player. He's got a lot of range, but I it's, you know, something about out of this ta- out of this safety group, Ashton Davis really intrigues me. He really intrigues me. Then, you know, if you go to cornerback, I think I truly think, you know, Cameron Dantzler is a first round talent. Whether you need to go get another cornerback or not is, you know, obviously a discussion. But there's no linebacker I really love in the second round. You Maybe Willie Gay Jr., but the analytics group is not a group that is probably willing to take a risk on a John Dorsey personality. Um, Makes sense. Akeem Davis-Gather obviously is really high on my list. I had him third in our ranking show. I do not think he's going to you know, go off the board before the third round, though, when you have two picks. So I think that's a, you know option for them there. But I guess if I, you know, had to pick someone out of this group, I could be swayed between any of these three top safeties. Okay. But also, I don't have to go safety. I think the consensus Browns fans thought is you have to go safety here. But you don't. You can address that in the offseason and then later on in the draft. But what are your thoughts? So, um, and I know we were um, – because I can't see the board or anything like that, the draft board. So um, you can't see my screen. No, I can't. I, just, I mean, I see you like I can see you, but it's uh, I don't know if you've shared it like you did before or whatever. So, I mean, all, all I see is the webcam pointing at you, which is lovely face, by the way. I mean, lovely. So thank you. Top, top drawer. So but yeah. So I was going to say, I, I'm not sure who just went before the couple picks before. Um, and yeah, um, one sec. That's all right. I'll reshare it. Here we go. Okay. You got it. Now you, you got it? No, it's still you. What about if you go down to that little screen sharing option? It's If you go to the hang up, go to the right, and it's the two screens, like overlapping. It's mm. great content. I know, right? This Especially for uh, the podcast people. They're like, oh, this is yeah. delightful. Yeah. Podcast Absolutely. people, how are you doing? How are you just now? How are you actually doing? (laughs) Let's talk. Let's talk. But all right, I'll I'll let you know. Jordan Love actually dropped the 38, uh, went to the Panthers at this one 38. Okay. Uh, Trevon Diggs went to 35. That would have been my instant. I want him. Yep. Zach Bond, 36. Would have loved that. Another guy. Um, So. I guess if you want to pull up your own mock draft, since you can't see mine now, I love that you know all of a sudden Skype stopped letting you see my screen. Lovely. It's ridiculous. Um, it's like- or if you just have players in mind about you know kind of that second round, um, 
I guess, area, um, what players well, you have thought. One of the guys I was going to say was Antoine Winfield. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if he uh, – is he available? Yep. Uh, that Okay, so that's definitely somebody high on the list. And, of course, this is also going to be dependent upon what they do in free agency. Um, you know, obviously we talked about um, – what's his name, Anthony Harris from Minnesota being available. And, you know, they've, you know, there's, they've got a lot of ways to go with free agency. There's a couple, you know, holes that they can fill, um, linebacker, guard, um, you know, uh, corner, slot corner. There's a couple different things. So maybe they get, you know, a safety, maybe they don't. Um, but yeah, Winfield is definitely on the list for sure. As far as, um, people that I would, uh, I would go after. All right, I'm just setting this up right now. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think I need to be swayed. I love uh, Winfield, and obviously he has tied with Joe Wood ties with Joe Woods, which helps his odds even better. Then uh, showing out at the draft, I mean, the combine, the draft combine does help. Played really well all of last year. Uh, I'd be okay with taking him, but I also want to entertain a thought to you. Someone who, the Draft Network, I don't even see him on their list. Uh, they have a lot of people that way too low than I think. Okay, so Geno Stone out of Iowa. I've become really into this guy. And hmm. PFF is absolutely in love with him. We can talk about him later when we get to that. But All right, we're okay. taking Winfield Jr. We're both in agreeance. Okay. Winfield Jr. off the board, 41. Um, Kenneth Murray would be the other. He, I assume he was taken already. Yeah, he is. Okay, I was going to say Kenneth Murray. Sometimes he's That's available in the second. Sometimes he goes really high. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. It's just the upside is incredible. But, I mean, he's he also would be definitely a bit of a risk. So that's for sure. Uh, Matthew Pert just went off the board two picks before. Good that's Lord. my guy. That's my table pounder. Okay. Yes, it was. So for those of you watching you can see the board for those of you listening uh the top of the board is looking like clyde edwards hilaire brandon Ayuk, who you know john's brother said great things about wow prince tega wanogo okay he is ass i hate to be blunt he is ass adam troutman from dayton very very intriguing after his combine uh damon arnett Bryce Hall from Virginia, Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State. That is tough to pass on. Troy Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame, Ezra Cleveland, Terrell Burgess. Those are some of the top names. Um, I think the biggest position to need, especially with losing two of them, I think we need to start looking at linebackers to see if there's a player that we don't have to reach for. Mm. Uh, The top of the board... Right now is looking like Willie Gay Jr., Troy Dye, Evan Weaver, Akeem Davis Gather. Uh, I really like Akeem. Uh, so he fits into a modern day NFL defense. Almost all defenses, unless you're playing for someone like Matt Patricia. Um, he is, I believe he's 5'11, he's a little over 200 pounds. He is a missile. I mean, he is a heat seeking missile. Sorry, I keep forgetting for those listening. I mean, watching that you're up there, not over here. He rushed off the edge. I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, We said it on the linebacker prospect show. He rushed off the edge 
160 plus times. It was above 100. It might have been 190. Uh, and he had an 88 pass rushing grade by PFF when he did that at 5'11", 200 some pounds against outside tackles. So he has the ability to one blitz the quarterback. Two, he dropped into coverage the same amount and got an 88 PFF grade. So he can cover, he can blitz the he can blitz the passer. And he doesn't have any real holes in his game aside from his size. Yeah. You know, is he gonna get tossed by Zeus Jr. or you know uh Villanueva? You know, those are things you have to worry about. But as your seventy fourth pick, if you're taking a shot on a guy that you know is going to be one of the faster linebackers in the NFL. He's going to be one of the better. You know, he's he's good with his hands. He's good with his technique. He's able to fight off these guys. You know, they're in the what are they in the mountain mountain some some terrible oh, conference. The American, right? Aren't they in the American yeah, now? The American. They're in the American conference. Not great competition, but he's shown that he can do most everything you're going to need a linebacker to do. And on that same point, I Willie Gay Jr. I think is the most upside of all these, but I just I can't as I'm thinking as a Browns front office personnel, they're they're not taking Willie Gay Jr. Um Troy Die. Slower, but he's great in pass coverage. He has tremendous ball skills and he does not miss tackles. He does not miss tackles. The only thing I worry about with him is does he have the side to side to play with Joe Burrow now, Joe Burrow can move, Lamar Jackson. And that's why I keep reaching towards Akeem Davis Gathers because we you have to draft somewhat to kind of play with your division. You can't just draft thinking uh, we'll find a way to beat Lamar. Lamar's so special. You have to you have to build to beat him, if that makes any sense. Obviously, 100%. don't don't go away from everything you're doing. But defensive-wise, that's why I lean towards Gather, but that was a long speech. What are you thinking at this spot? Um, yeah, I mean, you're – well, first of all, you absolutely have to um, draft to beat your division. I mean, that's – it starts and ends there. Like, you you can – you know, you win your division every year, you're going to the playoffs. So it doesn't matter what you do outside of it. You just – you know, obviously you got to win some games to have a decent record. But, but yeah, bottom line is if you can't beat the teams in your own division, so, you know, you're – your toast. So it doesn't make a difference. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, die, die is six, four, two twenty five, and Davis Gaither is uh six, two, two twenty. So listen, six, two. Yep. So a little shorter, but like you said, athletic and, um, physical long lateral agilities there. Like, yes. I mean, you know, this is the guy, uh, this is the guy that's athletic enough to keep, you know, an eye on, um, Lamar Jackson and, yeah. and that's what you got to do. And like you said, he, you know, he spent time as an edge rusher. He's done a couple different things. Um, I like Troy die just fine. He's, there's nothing wrong with him whatsoever, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, athleticism you, yeah. is going to win out here. And so, yeah, I'm okay with Davis Gaither for sure. When you watch Troy die, you just don't see explosion. You see solid, you see very solid linebacker play. He's probably going to be a, a good linebacker. Just not in a division with, you know, I, I see him playing for like the A of, if, as long as they don't get to it, the AFC East you know, right now, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, who is athletic as hell, but he's not, you know, he's not going to beat you side to side. He's going to beat you downhill. 
Um, that's the kind of place I see him playing. You know, got to have the older style quarterbacks. But so you're okay with the, uh, Davis Gather? Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm good we with took that. There. We took him. I love the squad we're putting together. Let's see. Yes. Oh, he went to the Raiders. So far, so good. Troy Dye did. Oh, nice. Um, okay. okay, Ezra Cleveland's off the board. <sighs> Who do we got? Yeah, I was really off on him until Jordan Reed uh, posted that tweet I shared with you uh, about something about three-cone speed. Ezra Cleveland was the only one this year. There was some percentile oh, of people yes. that you probably remember so, it. Yes, I remember exactly because this is one of the uh, metrics that um, uh, Josh Norris was talking about from Roto World. And so these are some of the things like when I – just hear these things. I make sure to take notes because they stand out, obviously. And especially when someone's going to do um, the research like that and dive into past, you know, prior combines, classes, whatever, and um, actually provide us with some context. So uh, the 20 yard short shuttle, uh, a time of 447 or less. So uh, of the top 23 um, uh, guys that have hit that mark since 2006. 20 of them were drafted, and of those 20, those players went on to start 80% uh, of their possible games. So you're getting, if you can get 447 or under, 446 basically or less, um, you've got something. And, you know, that's a guy that is draftable, not only draftable, but startable, and he's going to play a while. And so athleticism, you know, matters, obviously, is basically what we're saying here. So. Um, that time is significant. That number is significant, obviously. And, um, yeah, so that's definitely something to look for. And Ezra Cleveland, that's another thing. Like, I don't think you want to necessarily rely on that, but let's say Simmons falls to 10, right? And the Browns take him, or you do get an offer for, um, you know, um, somebody's dying to get up to get love or, uh, Herbert or something like that. So you get to move back some spots and, you know, you end up with whatever McKinney, something else, um, you know, walking away with like, if you got Josh Jones in the second round somehow, or you, and then you walked away with Ezra Cleveland as well, like with one of those two third round picks. I mean, to to me, that's maximizing everything, value everywhere. Like you're just you're you're really you know, and you might so you don't have Andrew Thomas, okay, you know, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that I don't think you necessarily need, you know, the best tight, the best left tackle in the draft you know, to be good. Yeah. Like you need to be solid up front um, and you can do that in a multitude of ways. And so let's say they add a garden free agency and you walk away with two tackles in this class while also adding Simmons or McKinney, maybe picking up another pick somewhere, another a future second round pick or something for moving back six spots, eight spots, whatever it happens to be. I mean, that's maximizing. So, but, uh, but yeah, Cleveland, yeah, definitely is a good one. So um, are we, so we're up at, at pick 90 here. This is our second, third round pick. Yeah, and someone that I have it pulled up on my screen so that people can see is Geno Stone. I wanted to talk about him a little bit. So PFF actually has him ranked as the fourth safety on their big board. Winfield's seventh. Uh, Kyle Duggar's fifth. Ashton Davis is hmm. third. And part of their ranking of him being fourth is, and I didn't know this, he's, well, how old is he? He's not even 21 yet. He's 20 years old, and he allowed a completion. He allowed a career passer rating of 44 at wow. safety. 
Earned coverage grades of 90 and 85 uh, last year and this year, respectively. Um, and he is one of the heaviest safeties in the class. He has a 33-inch vert. That's good. 116-inch broad jump. That's good. 46240. That's all right. Um, so then I went and watched him play, and he is. I didn't remember him. I didn't. I don't watch Ohio State religiously, so that might be why. But his ability to get into the backfield as a safety, you know, whether it's a run play, a screen play, instantly made me think. Oh, this is this is beautiful. Lamar Jackson and the option. And that is instantly what I thought. Obviously, we don't have to take him here because I know you haven't done a deep dive on him yet. So it's, it'd be hard to get you to reach at 97, obviously. But that's just something I wanted to talk about uh, Geno Stone with. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So you knew that. But um, so at 90, for those of you watching, you can see it. For those of you listening, Adam Troutman is available from Dayton. Oh, God, I was just going to ask if he was still there. I mean, yeah, okay, at this point, so Chase Claypool's another one that I'm guessing has probably been picked at this point, but that's another one that, although he is a wide receiver, and I don't think people are like, oh, he should play tight end, but he just destroyed the combine as a really big wide receiver. So actually, Chase Claypool, Tyler Johnson, Michael Pittman, Quentin Cephas, Antonio Gandy-Golden, the Liberty wide receiver. Yep. Uh, Juan, J- Juwan Jennings from mm-hmm. Tennessee, maybe the most underrated player in this draft. I don't get it. They're all still available. So, not Denzel Mims. I'm. No, he's, he's got to be. Now he's being mocked in like okay. the first round of these okay. things. That's right. Um. So I like Chase Claypool a lot, but. I would almost prefer going after Troutman like you guys super excited about mm-hmm. and then waiting on a Tyler Johnson or a Michael Pittman, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Like These are all receivers that Baker Mayfield can mesh with really well. He doesn't need you to get huge separation. Last year, tell me all you want about last year. I've got four years of evidence to back up that he is very accurate in tight windows, doesn't need separation. So all those players fit that mold. Are you... Are you a you know Troutman fan? Because also yeah, Albert O is fan. available. Okay. Oh, I do. We, yeah. Well, I do like him. <laughs> Although, um, I, I don't know. I like from watching them. I think Troutman's a better player. I think, um, uh, yeah. what's his name? Um, Albert O. Yeah, like that. That's his more of the you know combine superstar feel, where we we thought he was good, but then he ran that time and you're like, Oh my God, like, wait a second. He, he just ran a receiver time. Like this is crazy. So yeah, which he's, he's got the most check marks. He's got the most box boxes checked, but Adam Troutman has them checked and then asterisks beside some of them, which yeah. is, you know, as an NFL tight end, you know, see Travis Kelsey or, you know, according to Colin Cowherd and company, look at George Kittle who, can only pat. I mean, can only catch. He can't block. George Kittle is a terrible blocker. <laughs> I'm looking at the camera side eyeing it for those of you listening. But you look at some of these. Um, you know, Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. They're obviously good. They are. They are good enough blockers. They are some of the best tight ends in in NFL history. But they came into the league excelling in one thing, especially Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey's outside of Gonzalez 
and Sharp, maybe one of the best receiving tight ends we have seen. I'm not going to say we'll ever see because they're going to keep evolving in that and they're going to keep getting worse at run blocking. But that's the kind of thing Troutman gives you is he gives you, I'm very good at this. I can hopefully get to this level with proper coaching, not Dayton University coaching. That's no offense to Dayton. They're a small school. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey played at Cincinnati. Kind of the same feel. Not too big. Uh, and I'm not comparing Troutman to Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's that good. But you pair an athletic Ninjoku and a very athletic Troutman, who I think his 40 time was an anomaly. I'm excited to see if he runs something better at the Pro Day, which everyone does. So, <laughs> But I think everyone's fixated on having blocking tight ends, Thaddeus Moss, and all these guys, where this zone scheme is so much easier on a blocker than it is on a defender. You do not have to be an elite blocker to be able to get it done in this in this zone blocking scheme for this these tight ends. And you know, if they if Adam Troutman's available at 97, I don't see them passing on him. And I I honest to God think Stefanski in this offensive group is smart enough to now know, hey, let's do what we have, let's get something done with what we have, not what could we get done with these players, even though they're not good at it, as most coaches try to do? Um, yeah, look, bottom line, uh, the Browns just hired uh, Kevin Stefanski to be the new head coach. And we know that tight ends are going to be on the field a lot. And let's be realistic. Let's be really good at assessing our own roster, okay? You might not have a tight end on the roster. Right. Like right now, you might legitimately not have one. Right. And I, I really know, like Steven Carlson. OK. That's out OK. There. But he's he's not he cannot be your starting tight end. But this isn't someone that's going to like he's not a dynamic like pass catcher like Troutman can, no. can be. Right. Yep. Like and, you know, there isn't a Noah fans. There isn't a TJ Hawkinson in this draft. I get that. OK. But the bottom line is if somebody like this falls this far, like the, a you got to take advantage. B. You know, we spent other picks. We got, uh, you know, we spent a pick on the tackle in the first round. Um, you know, got tackle, Winfield. Safety, you linebacker. got Yeah, you got speed. You got speed. Let's get some more speed. Um, yeah. Let's get a position that matters to this coach. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's really important. Um, you you got to look at the rest of the division. And while the Bengals are not going to be world beaters this year, and obviously I voiced on this podcast – some of my concerns with Joe Burrow and the hand size, which I know is a joke to a lot of people, but I do have that worry. They're going to be fast. Joe Burrow is going to excel in a fast offense. Get him fast receivers. We saw it in LSU. Separation, separation, separation. We honestly do not know. He showed. He obviously showed it enough, but it was one year. If Joe Burrow can consistently over career, put it into tight windows. We don't know that. So you look down at Cincinnati. They've got John Ross. They're going to try to look to LSU and see what they did with Justin Jefferson, who John Ross is obviously faster. You look at the Steelers, they're slower in hell, so don't look at them. Juju Smith, their wide receiver one, I think he ran like a 4-6-40. I blown smoke. He ran a slow 40. Yep. Still a great player, but they're not in that fa- – they're still trying to play that old school you know, football. And look at the Ravens fastest team in the league and it's not even close they're probably going to go get a chase claypool this year because they can literally draft whatever position they want do they they do not have a need outside of edge rusher on this goddamn roster they're just going to get better which is so terrifying wild card spot add the extra one um so you got to get speed you have to beat speed with speed 
That's you don't beat speed with on a on a football field. You cannot beat speed with size. It just does not work. It does not work. It can work in basketball sometimes, but I don't know if any of that made sense. But that I'm trying to say I am all in on Troutman. He's quick. He's great cat pass catching ability that you just cannot teach. And that at this point in the draft, you still are trying to get players that are going to start for you. Now round four, this is where you start to look at the. Oh, holy crap, he did what at the Combine? Like, this is where you start to take athletes, also football players, but especially around six and seven, that's you take special team athletes. That's what analytics say. You know, that's your best shot. You're not going to get many starters in the sixth and seventh round. But, all right. No, absolutely. We took, uh, so we took Troutman. Alberto is still available. <laughs> and hmm. someone else that I want to bring up, Cheyenne O'Grady from Arkansas might be very legitimately might be the best tight end in this class by a long shot. But just like Willie Gay Jr., a real, real mess off the field. Uh, and then also at tight end, just Josiah Degara from Cincy. Yes. He's on there. He showed up at the combine, but um, Troutman's better than him. And also Harrison Bryant is available still. I don't know if that'll happen on the real day. He's a very good player. I think he's plug and play, but, Anyway, we look at the big board right now. Zach Moss, my boy Zach Moss, is number one at the top of the remaining players. Ooh, nice. Uh, Chase Claypool and Kenny Willekes are both available. I really like both of those players, to be honest. I think Kenny Willekes, you know, watching Michigan State versus Ohio State the past yeah. three, four years, he's always making plays. Yeah, he's but team try-hard. Team try-hard. Yeah, you, you wonder if he is able to play like a tj watt where he's undersized he's not as strong but he gets it done technique uh, work or is he gonna fall in that you know i really liked court i really like not Cortland. sorry i really like sutton last year that got drafted by the steelers out of uh, northern illinois university just pure speed off the edge not size so you wonder if that's what's gonna happen but kenny wilkies is there in fact um Outside of that, oh, gonna mispronounce his first name. Leke Fotu, Leke Fotu, uh, Utah interior defensive lineman. Mm. He can play. Okay, nope, never mind. Sorry, sorry. I just keep saying. Oh wait, Jordan Elliott of Missouri is available in the fourth round. John, I don't know if we have rules that we can do. <laughs> this has to be done. So let me give you a little backstory about Jordan Elliott. I'm actually just going to pull him up on the screen so you guys can see. It's a third-ranked interior. Uh, interior D lineman. Yeah, so I'm pulling stuff up. So let's, let's look at um, highest-graded interior defenders of – what year was this year? I don't even know Jay Sean Cornell from Ohio State. Anyway, that was two years ago. So, two years ago, the 2019 season. Anyway, you guys can see this. A so 90, last year? A 90, yeah, I guess that was. Uh, 92 interior graded um, pass rush grade. I know I'm just saying absolutely nothing that makes sense. All right. You're just very excited right now. It's okay. okay. I'm so excited. Jordan Elliott. One sec. Top 
10 PFF interior defenders draft. Good Lord. Shut up, OBS. You guys hear that? I don't, can you hear that? I heard a ding or something. Yeah. A chime. What was the chime? Alarms going off? I'm not really. It's just like it does that every single time I uh, click enter. All right. Gotcha. We're back. Sorry. Jordan Elliott, third ranked by PFF. Um, for those of you who can see, he finished with grades of 91 in both the run and as a pass rusher in the SEC. That takes so much talent to be able to do. I, oh my gosh, I I just cannot believe he's available. And also, I'm just now figuring out, I think it stopped recording our screen at one point for the actual screen. So there's going to be like 20 minutes of me saying, look at the screen and there's not going to be a screen. But we're all right. Um, oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah, we're working. Worse. We're working through the kinks. Don't worry. Yeah, it's all yeah, right. It's there. But Jordan Elliott, the podcast people are like, I don't give a shit. You can, you don't. I yeah. can't see anything anyway. You guys so. <laughs> John, I will let you pick the fifth, sixth. Oh, well, we don't have fifth. I'll let you pick the sixth and seventh if you let me take Jordan Elliott here. I don't know what else to say. If you watch him, he is so powerful on the inside, moving guys left and right like. Yeah, Lek- Fotu. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not gonna lie. I, it does yeah. that does that same thing. If you watched Utah this year, because their defense was fun as hell to watch, Jalen Johnson and Burgess and Blackman and Francis Bernard everywhere. But Jordan Elliott, I seriously believe, outside of Kinlaw and Brown, could ha- has a very good chance to become the best defensive lineman, both edge. Okay, Chase Young, too, uh, in this class. He is so good. He is so damn good. I cannot even put words in right now. I don't know why he's available. This is the one thing that bothers me about the Draft Network is I think some of their rankings are so odd. That's what I was talking to you about the other day. Just so odd to me. Yeah. But yep. if you don't want to take them, we don't have to. That was just my – No, I, to be honest with you, I mean, it's it really, uh, you know, it's basically down to him and Chase Claypool. And, uh, if we have to, you know, and we do, we have to make a decision, obviously. Um, I think, you know, we're sitting there, we're Andrew Barry, we're looking at the Browns roster going, okay, well, I don't, I need to figure out what's going on in my interior defensive line. That's for sure. Cause, uh, I really like Ogunjobi, but it seems like the season he had two years ago was the, the aberration. And I just, I don't think he's. I don't think he's really a starter. You know, he's not a your main guy. Maybe he's, you know, he's he can definitely be on the roster, and he seems like he's a guy that's, you know, he's got a motor, that's for sure. And so if he's, you know, coming in to spell somebody for a bit, uh, no problem. That sounds good. But he's not someone you can rely upon the whole, you know, an entire game. So that's an issue. Um, you know, Sheldon Richardson obviously going to be on the roster again, and that's fine because he was, you know, I think he, I think he was good, and I think um, with a solid. Um, with Garrett playing a whole season, hopefully, and a solid uh, edge rusher on the other side, um, you know, hopefully you're going to get better. But, yeah, um, the Browns have, you know, they're going to re-sign Richard Higgins. Um, and you've got, obviously, you know, Beckham and Juice. So, uh, Claypool's a luxury. Uh, and I, as much as I would love to have him, and I really would, um, I, I just don't, 
yeah, I don't think there's any other way to go with this. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in defensive line is more of a position of need, D-tackle. So, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. I love it. Um, also, John, it, it was it, I just started recording these screens. So, actually, they're not going to get to see this. But they're still going to see our lovely faces. So, that's even oh. better. Next time. Next time, folks. It's a treat for everybody. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Uh, well, so, we're working out the kinks for the uh, for the draft. Absolutely. Yeah, that's gonna it's good be... to get it out now. That's right. Uh, what draft? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, uh, I I do think I like your point about Larry. I love Larry. I named my damn cat after Larry Ogunjobi. Hmm. But there comes a time where you have to start addressing it if he can't get back up to that level. You know, we thought it was going to be because he had too much. Uh, he had too much of a load that year where he played him and Miles Garrett played way too many snaps. You don't know. Um, so just got back. The top players are mostly wide receivers at this point because it's a loaded class. Okay. Uh, G- Geno Stone's up there, but Quintez Cephas is up there. Antonio Gandy Golden, who I absolutely love and okay. fits what the it fits what they need at the wide receiver position if they're going to get one. Okay. Um, Lynn Bowden. That's interesting Ooh. because in the open field, but at the same time, it's you, you know you think OBJ in the open field. Anyway, Juwan Jennings from Tennessee, another one of what you need. Wow, <sighs> my heart says Antonio Gandy Golden, but I uh, also I see Geno Stone. And I, I need that. I see Francis Bernard. He's 26, but he's so talented on defense. And then my other kind of Jordan Elliott type player is Travis Gibson of Tulsa. He has dominated year after year after year. But I don't think round six is the place to get him. I think if you can get him your last pick, you might try for it. If not, undrafted free agent priority. Hmm. But I think you need to pick up one of these receivers before they all slip through the cracks. What's your take? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, we wanted to, you know, we were eyeing Chase Claypool uh, in the fourth round, and obviously we decided not to go that way. But um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a position uh, of need somewhat. I mean, uh, like I said, Claypool would be a bit of a luxury, but still, you know, you're you're going to need guys, obviously, in, in depth. You know, depth is always a concern in every NFL roster. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, God, Juwan, uh, Juwan Jennings is hard to pass up, that's for sure. So, um, uh, and that senior bowl, that senior bowl really, he out, he outdid himself. Tell me more about your guy, because I don't know much about him, to be honest with you. I got I, I, so, I need to watch. I'll pull up, I'll pull up his size. Um, okay. Pulling it up. Uh, so he's 6'4", 230 pounds. And that's, that's a real 6'4", real 230 pounds. Like, I don't say this a lot. But I'm going to compare him to a great. So how many times watching those Thursday Thanksgiving Detroit Lions games, do you remember Calvin Johnson going up between two defenders, getting a ball he should not have caught, he had no business catching it, coming down, having a guy on his back, and carrying him for five or six more yards? I mean, that was just kind of like expected, right? Go get the crazy catch, drag your guy. Do it. That is what Antonio Gandy-Golden does. But he does not yet have the route-running ability that Calvin Johnson had, obviously. 
And I've only watched oh, two of his games. Liberty, right. Yeah. The okay. two games I watched, he did struggle against press coverage, which weird because he's so big. But my God, is he good against contact in the midair, being able to go locate the ball, dragging defenders with him. Man, I don't know. It's uh, tough. Cause 4 Juwan six forty, four six flat, 22 yeah. bench reps. This is a 36-inch vertical. Huh. He did, I bet he killed, oh my God, 127 in the broad jump. Holy oh my shit. God. God, that's forever. God, Brandon Ayuk had a 128 broad. Um, let me check his three cone. I bet he ran it. 733. Okay, so lower than seven flat, but obviously he's a big boy too. So that's not, I guess that's not the worst thing in the world. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's tough to pass up. And I do like Jennings, but let me see. Did Jennings and run the 40? I don't remember this, if he did or This not. is something while well, John does that, that's important. Never mind. Oh. All right, Antonio Gainey-Golden, we're good. <laughs> and I want to bring this to people's attention. You might be saying, we don't really need a wide receiver. Bring back Higgins. And they only oh, no. played two receivers in Minnesota. Yeah, you should. Obviously, yeah. you should bring back Higgins. But I want to address the two-receiver in Minnesota ordeal. Right. They only had, and for most of the season, they only had one because Adam Thielen is a walking. He is the guy off SpongeBob that every morning I wake up and I break my arms. <laughs> like that, He's that guy. He breaks something <laughs> every single day. I might have just went right over the head of an older age group that's listening. But – Oh no! They Every, only had everyone's a millennial who listens to this podcast. Don't worry about it. So uh, good, good. It's all well, good. My dad's fifty-one, and he's an honorary millennial. It's okay. And he would he okay. watched SpongeBob with us when we were little. But See? there you go. Yeah. Uh, they only had two. Most of the time, one NFL caliber receivers on that Vikings roster. Do you think in this day and age with analytics, which is just numbers and not actually watching film? All this football junk. These guys are just smart. They're not good at football. Anyway, do you think they want to run two receivers the whole time? No. What 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 have what is the most proven thing in football and winning and getting down the field, John? Yeah, passing. Yeah. I would say there's gonna be a lot of sets where, you know, if Kareem Hunt it plays the whole season, I don't see this happening a lot. But say Kareem Hunt's not there, something happens. I say, you know, it's third down. Nick Chubb's been running the hell out of the ball. He needs a break. Troutman, Ninjoku, three wide receivers. They're going to do sets with more than two wide receivers, way more than they did in Minnesota last year. So get that out of your damn deluded minds. Well, not only that, but... Um, Fake news. Well, two things. First of all, I mean, you, uh, Landry and Beckham aren't going to play every single snap all year, obviously. So, And I'm not even talking about injuries. I'm just talking about they're going to come out of the game at some point. So even if, you're, even if you run two receivers on every single snap for the whole entire year, you're going to need a third guy and a fourth guy just to play some you know, snaps when those guys aren't in the game. That's number one. Number two, uh, the Vikings... If you want to say, okay, they only use, you know, it's a, it's a lot of 21 and 12 personnel, which obviously they do, but um, but they don't use three receivers. They don't use three receivers. Okay, well, um, the uh, Laquan Treadwell was a huge draft bust, and he has been on that roster. I mean, they cut him, and then they re-signed him because, you know, they just need depth. So 
he played a lot more than people realized last year. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson is another guy. Um, they call him B.C. Johnson. Uh, that's another guy who played a ton last year. Um, and not just when um, Thielen was hurt. Uh, he played, you know, a ton regardless. So Thielen, Diggs, Treadwell, B.C. Johnson. I mean, they, you know, they're not a spread offense by any stretch. But look, even if you're going to run a lot of 12 and 21, you still need three, four receivers. You, you need depth, obviously. Um, and taking a guy this late, that's that athletic, like th- it's, this is a no brainer, a no brainer. So this is a fantastic pick, uh, especially around here. I mean, it's the sixth round. Look, maybe the guy makes the roster. Maybe he doesn't, you're not counting on anything at this point. And if you find somebody, this is a gem that's fantastic. So, but I mean, aiming for guys like this guys with that kind of size and speed and, you know, athleticism and stuff that, that's, that's impressive as hell. Uh, I can't wait to watch this guy's tape now. This will be interesting. So, but yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. And so at round at the um, we're right at the end of the draft, s- seventh round. This is where you want to take someone that's just a flyer, and by that I mean could go both ways, but also is a flyer. And he can fly down the field. That's at least the philosophy that I enjoy the most. You take speed guys that might turn out to something. Um, so. The first thing I looked at was the combine results. I didn't get to watch the combine that much this year because I had to work during it. But Tanner Muse, the safety from Clemson, who you notice when he plays, like he plays that very deep safety role. Uh, after I looked up one play, I recognized him. He ran, uh, excuse me, the 14th fastest 40 time at... Four four one. Tanner Muse is six three, two hundred thirty pounds safety. Uh, so he ran a four four one. He was the top performing safety in the vertical jump and the broad jump. Uh, give me one second, and I will pull up those numbers. Vertical jump for safety. This is this is great. But uh, what this would be for is playing that slot against those tight ends and that's that's my opinion of what he would yeah. do i can't pull up what he did but anyway so he ran the 441 he was a top performer in the vertical the um broad jump i this is some and he played for clemson which is huge because you know if you're in the seventh round you can get a guy with pedigree you can get a guy with athleticism and mix that all together, and he's very smart and intellectual on the field. And that's for a perfect marry, marriage. But there's also other players on. Four four one, Tanner Muse. Yeah, four four one, thirty four and a half inch vertical. I mean, this is nice for a seventh round pick. One hundred twenty four broad. What Oof. what does combine size? Because I was just reading Draft Network size. Oh, you what his actual measurables? Yeah. So he was, let me look it up. He is, one second, sorry. Uh, 6'2", 227. Ooh, 31 and a half arms. inch arms. Oh! And a half. Oh! So. Mama, there goes that man. Yep. Uh, that's the person that I see that, you know, pops right off. But then the second one, I keep coming back to him time and time again. Cameron Brown from Penn State. 6'5", 230 pounds. I mean, just the the biggest thing 
that is a negative about him is when you watch him, you say, yeah, he's using his athleticism is at a fault. He's running, you know, too, he's going too fast for his own good. You're getting, getting juked out too easily. Uh, that's, and I think you can find him an undrafted free agency, but John, who's someone that, you know, seventh round has been kind of someone you've been looking at in these mock drafts. Um, well, some of the running backs that have fallen. Um, so do you have a, can you, uh, yeah. see who's available still running back wise? Cause there's a couple of these guys that have been, Oh, damn it. We're not getting Tanner Muse. Your boy, James Robinson's right at the top. Yep. Bastard. Yep. That's some, what, uh, what happened? Muse, did Muse go or what? No. Muse oh, cause you're, oh, cause Robinson's there. I see what you're saying. Okay. Gotcha. That's your yep. boy. Yep. And I, I pounded the table for Jordan Elliott. You know, I'd be okay with going with James Robinson because Tanner Muse very well might go undrafted. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might be able to invite him to camp. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know. Again, this is another position. I mean, obviously, you know, the Browns are, you know, really loaded at running back. And, um, you know, Kareem Hunt, you know, suspension last year, but that doesn't seem to be the case this year. So hopefully he can stay out of trouble and everything's fine. Um, you know, if that's the case... I mean, you've got two guys that you can rely on. They're, you know, largely healthy, which is great. So, you know, running back, taking somebody in the seventh round is just a flyer, obviously. But, of course, all seventh round picks are anyways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You really could go either way here, to be honest with you. I, Muse is fine. I mean, he's, a, it, you know, it's probably a position that you might need a little bit more. I just really like Robinson. That's That would be, you know, the the guy I'd pound the table for, but it's just because of personal preference and what I, you know, have seen in him and, um, you know, probably a little biased to going, calling out a sleeper and then getting to draft him, you know, draft him in the seventh round myself. And, uh, you know, if this guy actually turned into a real NFL player and I'm not saying he's going to ever be, you know, he's never going to win a rushing title or something like that, but this, this looks like a guy that can make a roster and for him to be available in the seventh round is just ridiculous. So, well, but, the uh, Browns don't have a third running back. Yeah, they don't have a, good... a second. They don't have a long-term second running back, so I'm yeah. okay with taking James Robinson. Tanner right. Muse is just a fun, fun thing to. I I foresee Tanner Muse being able to make a roster in the future and have some sort, you know, even if it's special teams. But a running back, I would say, has more value than special teams possible, possible well, special teams player. We're gonna call James Robinson and let him know that he's gonna be the seventh-round draft pick for the Browns. And then right after we get off the phone, we're gonna call up Tanner Muse and say, "Listen, Tanner, we're gonna invite you to camp, man. We know you didn't get drafted, but you know, no big deal. Don't worry about it. We're gonna he's gonna be one of the non-drafted uh, camp invitees. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna have our cake and eat it uh, as well. So awesome. Can we yep. call Cameron Brown while we're at that? Yeah, it's a conference call. We're gonna call both of them. So yeah." Cool. Actually, cool. Tanner Muse and Cameron Brown are hanging out, so just be like, hey, can, can you hand the phone to Cameron real fast? we got to talk to him, too. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And are the Browns letting us in the war room this year, finally? Or are we going to yes. get escorted out by the police again? Um, we we know Johnny <laughs> Stanton personally, so yes. Obviously. Oh, that's true. Yes. Johnny, get us in there. Yeah, obviously. So uh, <clears throat> Johnny, Johnny's mom favorited our podcast tweet the other day. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's also... Awesome. Awesome. Kind of related, kind of unrelated. JC Treader's dad and brother both follow me. And oh, have, cool. I, I tweeted one time that JC Treader is a absolute warrior. He's playing through a high ankle sprain. I don't know a single person in the world that's ever been able to play on a high ankle sprain. And they both favorited it and actually commented back to me. Oh, nice. Yeah. So wow. 
I actually I thought about reaching out to one of them, but I was like, ah. and now JC's the president, so there's yeah. no chance in hell he's taking his time out. The to NFL do that, uh, Players Association. That's really cool and good for yeah. him. So I guess he, uh, I saw that he had a, his degree was in like labor relations or something like that, like really specific to, you know, so, something like that to that effect where it's like, oh, yeah. good, good call. Like this is an obvious choice. He's obviously very smart and knows what he's talking about. So Cornell yeah. too, right? He went to uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Cornell. Very good. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I'm going to the Cornell of the Midwest. BG, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. Great. Well, uh, <laughs> I will, for those of you listening, we will post uh, this mock draft, uh, a picture of the mock draft, so you guys can see who we picked again. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll put it on the website. Uh, for those of you watching, if this is something you enjoy, uh, let us know. I think we're going to probably keep doing the video thing as far as I know because it's so much easier to podcast. But if it's something that you like being put up on YouTube, let us know. Uh, maybe we'll do more live streams. We are uh, – we'll announce it now. We're going to be doing the NFL draft, live streaming it just like this, but we will have a video up. I will make sure that it's up and working right. So you don't have to – John, can you do the Mel Kiper impression? Oh. <laughs> listen to this. So you don't have to listen to this all damn night saying everyone's a good pick. Because newsflash, some picks are not good. We talk about you talk about Justin Herbert. You talk about the big arm. Talk about the long strength. You talk about the line. Talk about you know. Uh, I got it messed it up. I got all. I got all nervous. Hair. Got all nervous. Long hair. You yeah. talk about Oregon. You talk about the Pac-12 defense. Talk about it, the size. Talk about <laughs> strength, arm strength. Talk about running ability. You know, eh. God, you're you're describing his you're describing his exact 2018 draft when it was pick number 10, I believe, was what Josh Allen was. You talk about Josh oh. Allen. You talk about the arm strength. Yeah. You talk about Wyoming. <laughs> God, dude, like. Yeah. It's not, a- it's not accuracy issues. Everybody from the team got drafted <laughs> the year before. Never his fault. He's still he's still dying on that hill. It's it's not you know, never his fault. It's can't be you know. It's uh, he didn't have an offensive guard that year, so that's why he was fifty eight percent complete at Wyoming. That's why he threw for less than two thousand yards. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's sometimes good. quarterbacks just have bad years. Baker Mayfield was not accurate this year. He let the line get to his head. Josh Allen. Was not accurate in college. If you're not accurate at Wyoming, maybe that'll translate. Uh, that's a story for another time. If you want to, you if you want to comment with and argue about Josh Allen and get into the playoffs, I present you with Mitchell Trubisky on a platter. Trent Dilfer um, won a up. Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. God, you know there. what? My dad texted me after we posted the video that I bitched about Trent Dilfer getting love and Jimmy G. He said Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, this coming from the same man that tried to disown me because I liked Ben Roethlisberger when I was 14, I don't want to hear it. No time <laughs> for high grounds. Um, but, yeah, so I don't even remember how we got to – oh, the NFL Live, NFL Draft. We'll be doing that live on YouTube. We'll post out links everywhere. That'll be fun. Yep. We'll be doing a March Madness, how to fill out your bracket, how to win. John has strategies for you, especially if you're someone that's doing it. You know, we're going to talk about if you're doing it with a group of 10, if you're doing it with a group, your whole entire office, there's different strategies to take. And then Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, we'll be recording with Brendan Leister talking about free agency. Yep. Whether or not that's going to be video, I don't know yet. Um, but, and then hopefully after free agency, I am 
talking to someone right now on in the Twitter Browns community, highly respected, that will come on, hopefully. And yeah. Beautiful. That's all I got. Yep. I'm glad the screen didn't record. Yeah. God, First technology. time. That's all right. People can listen along. We got the, you know, this, we know who the Browns pick. That's what matters. So like you said, we'll get this posted on the website. Um, make sure that we link the pod in there. And um, yeah, this is a uh, good time. So we'll definitely be doing the uh, video stuff more, more often. This is fun. So absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I so. agree. All right. So everyone download, subscribe, go to Bavada, go to those links and uh, have a good one. Yeah. Thanks everybody. See you. This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the board sports, unique sports coverage.